right, Katanning. It's uh, what you've been waiting for. It's the very first Katanning podcast, and uh, what a special one it is. Uh, super excited today to have with us uh, Mayor Scott Klein. And so very excited to have you, my friend. Uh, glad you could make it today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, be yeah. Here. I, uh, you know, I had my list of like everyone that I wanted to really be here, and you were number one on my list. So I'm honored. I don't I'm think honored. you always get the, the number one person that you're requesting, but uh, you were it, man. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> no, I think I was, I was very honored with it, uh, the, the request to do that. I feel we can do great things with this. I feel if we... Uh, get this up and going and running and constantly bring somebody in it'll highlight our town yeah the most important facts of what we're looking to do yeah I totally agree and um that's one of my big things is i've lived here for like six and a half years and it's always it seems like there's this major disconnect with anyone that's in government or anyone that and then the kind of general population and nobody trusts each other and so i think if we can just have like some honest conversations and realize that we're all just people trying to do the best for our city, I think that breaks down a lot of barriers. I think so too. And I think the other aspect is if we if we get more of our public out to our municipal meetings, to the council meetings, to see what's going on other than seeing it from the, the back seat, I, I would call it, yeah. uh, ideas go a long way. You may not be able to accomplish everything that everybody's asking, but if you get a list of important things that people are asking, then you can actually hold your elected officials responsible and ask them why. And right. I think that's a disconnect we have in town because it's it just seems like the municipal government goes as businesses as follow, and then it seems like the public, you know, goes on their own. You're right. There is there is to me there seems like a little bit of a disconnect where. Yeah. Your communication just isn't there. So hopefully this will be kind of the first to like start to break down those barriers and then maybe people will get more involved or maybe it'll spur someone that'll have an idea. And I just I just think the more that we talk, the better things will be. So I, I believe so. I so, believe so appreciate you being here. Uh, How does it feel to be the first one? Like I say, I'm honored. I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, last night I sat at home and I, I told Crystal, we I read through the, the questions you had, uh, you had posed and I says, a little bit nervous, but I think it'd go well. And, and you know, just... Like she said, be yourself and, you know, speak of, you know, how you want to, you know, just be out front. And yeah. that's the best way to be. And the more people we can get like that, the, the better off we'll all be. And we'll get people on the same page so yeah. that we can accomplish things. Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten to know you more, better over the last six months or so as we've gotten to work together and do different projects. And, um, you know, I think we, you and I can have a good conversation. I don't think we'll have any trouble with that. No, so. no. So I uh, just want to start it off a little bit lighthearted. Uh, football this weekend. You have the Riverhawks drop their home opener. You have Pitt just gets destroyed by Penn State. And then what happened to the Steelers, man? That's uh, just... <laughs> oh, man. It, that was almost like a guaranteed win every year, and I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I mean, it was the Browns. I mean, everybody says the Browns, the Browns. And everybody, yeah, you pretty much have to, it's just like life. You have to deal with the, the wins with the losses and the victories with the defeats. Yeah. And even with Pitt, I was kind of like, oh, what happened here? But I, I think every, each one of them teams, I think, is going to grow. Yeah, and I think they're all going to bounce back, honestly. Yep. And Cleveland, they won their Super Bowl, so they can yep. they can take the next 15 games off, and they'll be good to go. Yep, they got the bragging rights for the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um just one of the things that I, I think a lot of people don't understand, and I think when people talk about, like, President of the United States even, they think the executive of the United States, he has mm -hmm. ultimate power to do whatever he wants in yes. the country. And I think a lot of people think of, like, the mayor that way. 
And I know a lot of the, most of the power resides with city council, those kinds of things. So I just want to just talk with you. What's the mayor actually do? What does that entail? Like, what is your, what do you feel, what's your job for the city? My job's pretty much, uh, such as the events, is the, the festival or any event coming into town, I'm pretty much, uh, we throw it out there just like the welcoming committee. The, yeah. you know, thanks for coming on behalf of the mayor, the public works, uh, you know, the government and so forth. We thank you for coming. Yeah. And mayor is pretty much like the, kind of like the ambassador of the visitors coming into your town. Uh, the main important role the mayor has is uh, he oversees the police department uh, with the command of the police department. Uh, the chief works underneath the, you know, the mayor and then the officers and so forth. Uh, actually, the only duty the mayor has whenever it comes to the governing body of the you know, council itself is if they should happen to stalemate at a tie, then the mayor ultimately breaks the tie. And, yeah, that's, you know, that's an important role. Yeah. But if you sit back and look at some of the larger cities like Pittsburgh and so forth where your, your mayor actually has a little bit more of a... Uh, responsibility in the the economical development and government of the the municipality. Yeah, what I think has been really cool is that you know I I, I think I have a fairly good understanding of what the mayor does, and um, but what's really neat is that you've been able to kind of be this driving force for uh, like doing a lot of different projects. Um, I'm thinking of like the windows downtown, and I know um, Scott Davis on council was helping with that, but. It's like you're really involved, and so I just wanted to, you know, say thank you for that. I appreciate that. You know, appreciate it could be something where you're just like a figurehead, and you just want to be known and recognized. And I don't feel like that's what you're doing at all. You really want to make the town better. No, I sort of ran under the aspect of together, everyone achieves more, and I, I totally believe that. Uh, from when I become a fire chief uh, about 17 years ago, the more you can surround yourself with a nucleus of folks to work with you. Mm-hmm. the more you can strive and the more you can get accomplished. Yeah, And it's worked well in the fire department, and I thought, well, I think it could work well as a mayor's position too. And that's kind of where I come up with that aspect, and that's probably, that's why I'm actually driving for, for striving of different projects and uh, just trying to get people involved. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really great. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit on oh, our list sure. just because you just brought up oh, the fire sure. department. <clears throat> Um, you've obviously been very active with the fire department. Your whole family is. I mean, there's yes. there's like a client in every company, I think. Yeah, from my cousins <laughs> to my, 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 my father and my, my two, well, actually all my uh, children now. Uh, but, yeah, I've been uh, been the fire chief for, for 17 years at Host Company 6. Yeah. Uh, really enjoy it. I, uh, I was a, an assistant chief under our previous chief, uh, Jim Cogley, for, for yeah. many years and taught me a lot and took that knowledge and carried it on and, like I say, w- with the involvement of my family back in from my grandfather's uh, father to my grandfather to my dad and so forth, we got plenty of generations involved in it from uncles to cousins and so forth. Yeah, that's really great. And so how do you feel like the fire department's obviously been a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that has kind of shaped your view of Catanning or like just from the fire department's, you know, how do, how do they feel about the city and w- the direction of the city? Uh there's a lot of strong backing for the direction of the town through not only my fire department, all the fire departments. Uh, and the only reason I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly, a lot of our projects we've done, uh, a lot of the help that we've had come out of the fire departments. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I think they see the vision to make it a better place. 
not only for themselves, but a lot of the guys have children that are coming up. Some of them are too young to belong in the fire department. Some of them are, are in the fire department already. Yeah. And I think a lot of those folks just want the kids to be around the area. They want to be able to have them to where you can visit a son or a daughter within, you know, five, ten miles. You don't have to get out of the airport, jump on a plane, and go to another state to visit. So... You grew, did you grow up in Catani? Yes. So, so tell me a little bit about like so like your childhood growing up mm-hmm. here. Like, what was the city like when you were growing up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Wick City, uh-huh. and then uh, once we outgrew our house, we had moved down to Woodward Avenue, which was kind of midtown. Uh, whenever I was growing up, there was a lot of hustle and bustle in town. You had the uh, the brickyards running at each end of town. You had a uh, containing builder supply operating where uh, the new Bradigan heating building is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot, a lot going on. And to see where we're at now, and I know the evolution of time changes things, but sometimes the change of time doesn't let us catch up to it. And that's what I think we're we're looking at. I, you know, the importance of bringing the town up to the newer uh, way things are operated, such as a lot of folks ask you at different times, hey, uh, we don't have anything around here to, you know, to bring us to this area. Yeah. And, and they're right. If you look at the, uh, the boundaries of Catani, where you got a hill on our east side, the west side, we have a river, we're kind of narrowed to where you can actually look at someone dropping a plot of ground to, to put a, a larger employer in or something like such yeah and we have to learn to work within our means to make our town successful and whenever i say work within our means i mean you know you got some wonderful restaurants in our town you got some wonderful businesses in our town people need to look at the concept of supporting those folks which once you support those folks they have a tendency to grow which once they start growing that's whenever they're going to reach out and employ more folks. Yeah, absolutely. And I look at Catanning and I, I always tell people, I don't, I don't, I don't see the manufacturing can come back as far as on the scale that it was, because at one point the river was the main economic point. And now the locks aren't even open. Like you, you couldn't make the river economically viable, even if you wanted to. And so if you're going to build a factory, you'd build it on the highway or you'd build an interstate and there's, there's none of that in town. So I look at it the same way. Like Catanning is an awesome place to live as far as cost of living, that kind of stuff. You're you're half an hour from a lot of different places. And so it'd be a great bedroom community. It'd be a great, um, you know, uh, tourism place. I look at what like a little city like Foxburg has done Yeah. with half a block. I mean, we have so much more potential than Foxburg, but they've been able to really, really uh, hammer down on, on that uh, tourism side of things. So I look at that and just say, what an opportunity for Catanning to pick, someone could pick up building cheap downtown and put in a coffee shop or a bed and breakfast or something like that. And I think you're starting to see that turn. I think so. I, I think the ultimate dream of, of seeing things like that is actually starting to, to turn that direction. I just think one of our next focuses we need to do, and I appreciate everything that the Summer of Serve does as far as trying to clean things up. but. You know, we need to get people on the mindset of first impression means a lot. And whenever you come into town and you see some of the the way that, uh, and I I hate to sound negative to the folks, but the way the folks uh, have their uh, first impression of, you know, their home or their 
their vacant building that they own or what, yeah. whatever it may be, you got to make it look like it's maintained and you got to you got to maintain it. I mean, if you have that, then you have a positive aspect because you're a product of your environment no matter where you're at. Yeah. And I think if we can get people to start believing in that and, and taking care of their own, I think we can go better places. And that doesn't sound like a, a huge um, boost to an economic development of Gatanning, mm-hmm. but it's a huge boost to the overall feeling of folks. Yeah, and, I, I totally agree. Because you drive into town, you got the beautiful bridge, you got beautiful park, and then you drive and you see a house with boarded up windows or windows that are smashed out or the porch is half fallen off the house. You know, it, it's like, it does. It changes your attitude right. and your mindset. So I agree with you 100% on that. No doubt. Um, we actually talked a little bit about summer serve and, uh, you know, next year what we'd like to do is if we can kind of solve the yard problem, I'd like to do more things that are going to last longer. Mm-hmm. So if we did porch repairs or painting of thing, paint that's flaking off, all those kinds of things, I thought you know, if we could change 50 houses in the city, just the facade, mm-hmm. uh, over the course of a summer, you know, that would really change several blocks probably. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that we talked about. So it's interesting that you brought that up. You know, even thinking about looking at the the aspect of just small things that could make a tremendous difference and i've had this conversation with other folks is i i gotta commend councilman peters for the project he's doing with the the street signs oh yeah that that is huge the other huge thing is we can do is you know no matter what the the, you know and i understand the bad streets in town it's it gets frustrating Mm -hmm. and they're doing everything they can to correct that however you know, to paint the curbs, you know, for the yellow markings, for the, you know, parking, to paint the crosswalks in the streets. Now, that doesn't solve anything economically, mm-hmm. but it's the appearance thing. Absolutely. And it, it makes it look like, hey, these people are taking care of their town. I don't, I don't know when the last time is we, we painted a curb or we painted a crosswalk or it, it's those little things that mean a lot. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about the flower baskets. When when the flower baskets came in downtown, there was a lot of people that made comments like, oh, you're putting a lipstick on a pig and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know what? That's a major improvement. You drive downtown and it's it's beautiful. The flowers are still blooming in September. And so it's a, I think it's an amazing addition. It's one of those small things that just really says, hey, someone cares about this town. Someone's making an investment here. Right. And I, and I think that we can... I think it looks great whenever you're coming off the bridge, you see the flags, you see the baskets. The only other, I mean, I'd like to see us expand from that. I'd like to see us go up the the major side streets with the the veteran memorial flags. I think that would be a very nice touch. I've had many people call and comment and email me and say, can you get this started? Can you get something like this done? And I think that's our next step is what we need to do. That'd be awesome. Again, it's not going to solve any large things it's going to paint that picture of the people coming into your town. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking like Water Street, McCain, um, Grant. Grant and Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, Let's see. What's on our list here? I kind of jumped around on you. Sorry. That's fine. So... uh, Kevin Myers, I just I had, I had people just mm-hmm. submit questions, and so Kevin Myers he asked, uh, I don't know if you're into superhero movies, but if you could be any superhero and use your powers to benefit Katanning, what superhero would you be? And I said just an alternate question, as the like the executive, if you could like take any executive power that you could like give to the mayor, so that you could just push some kind of force through uh, for some kind of change for the city, what would you do? Uh, let's take the first one, superheroes. <laughs> 
Uh, I have a couple that come to mind right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, and not that I want to talk to the, the fish in the river, but Aquaman. Yeah, if I could, <laughs> If I could get that mental telepathy out to folks to give them a, pa- a positive thought yeah. to different things that we wanted to do, I think that would be humongous. And then I'd have to – my second choice would be Flash. That way I can get the stuff done quicker. There you go. But, <laughs> <laughs> that would help me out too. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, ultimately the, the – if you can get an executive power for the mayor, I – I think that on that end of it, more of the voice on the financial management side of it. Mm. Uh, for a living, I'm a commercial sales manager. I manage my the sales force for, for Good Tire. Yeah. And I, I just take some of that aspects of my daily livelihood and I, I put the mindset on on what I see there and sometimes I get frustrated oh, yeah. and, and it's, Something like that, I think, would be great. Yeah. I mean, looking at how some of the larger municipalities run and seeing the, not that you know, I want a power-hungry job, mm-hmm. but I want a job that you have a little bit more of a voice uh, to where maybe you can make a difference. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you're, you still ultimately got to carry the vote of your, your council to get something passed. Sure. But right now you pretty much have an opinion. Right. And sometimes an opinion will swing the way people think of things. And I, I think that's important too. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. That's really cool. Um, so uh, we kind of talked about mindset a little bit. So I want to go to the next one here. Uh, this is from Matt Smith. Um, he said, you know, what are you doing or what's your plan to bring younger families into the area? Um, seems like Catanning is now made up of a lot of very older people or very younger people and not much in between. And so, um, and I, I know that you don't have direct power over, you know, who's going to move here and who's not going to move here. But um, what do you see that we can do as the citizens of Catanning or what do you think that council could do or that, that you, could, you could be a part of to help kind of change that situation? I think the aspect of, of selling town on a positive note with the changes like, you, you know, we talked earlier with like a, a Foxburg atmosphere with a... Uh, an atmosphere of uh, kind of like a uh, you know the the newer section of Millville and yeah. and Cheswick and so forth something that looks appealing for someone that can commute to the city but yet still want to live in a rural area yeah and I think you know along with that then you have to take in tender for what your tax base is and you have to you have to get a grip on all that and yeah. that's going to be a tough battle not only for this council for the councils you know that may come after it and you know so forth but I think all of that plays a role and I think the the majority of it needs to take place by and, and I don't want to sound bad on the previous government in, in town or anything we got to bring our mindset out of the 70s and 80s and start selling what we got yeah. and create a, a picture of what we got because people paint a picture in their minds of Gatanning before they ever come here. And that's the bad thought because right. the picture they're painting isn't the picture we want them to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I hated to say, you know, but, you know, I, I'm, I spoke with a fellow, a uh, newer businessman the other day, and he threw out a suggestion as far as coming up with some ideas to sell the town and, uh, I come up with the idea. I said, I'd love to kind of not to mimic what Ford City did with the drone, but mm-hmm. 
to make our own. We are the county seat. That's an important aspect of, you know, containing being in Armstrong County. We're, we're pretty much, you know, the county seat. We should have the best of the best, in my thoughts. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But to make a, uh, a drone video to where we, you know, we got to get our municipality to get a, uh, a Facebook page up and running. We got to get a web page up and running. That sells, that, that's the, the, the starting of selling your town. Yes. I mean, to right now, the only thing people know of Gatanning is if they look at it on a map or they drive through it, and sometimes that's not not the best way to do it. Yeah, and that's kind of when I thought about first starting the YouTube channel, It's because it, it's interesting. When I was searching, I searched on YouTube and just type in Gatanning. I was just thinking, mm-hmm. you know, see what's out there for Gatanning. It's like man gets arrested for drunk driving and -and so-and-so, you know, murdered so-and-so. And And that was literally all that was up there when you looked up Catanning and maybe a couple news stories uh, from from years ago. And so now when you go on there and search Catanning, the first thing that pops up, you get Catanning, greatest city in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, just those little things, um, that online presence makes such a big difference. And I'm thinking of all the companies here that are now starting to be, have a real active social media presence. They're going to be the winners over the next 10, 20 years. Correct. You know, when you got places like Amano Pasta Shop, they're only open a few hours a day, but their social media presence is huge. And you mm-hmm. search Catanning Restaurant, they're going to be one that pops up. Or I think like uh, East BRA Coffee, you know, that's a that's a big deal, the stuff that they're doing, social media online. So um, I think it'd be great if the city could do that. If I could ever be help with that, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, especially drone videos. Um, I have a lot of people that I want to get a drone myself. And, uh, you know, I think that would be amazing because the, that's, I think, one of the things that needs to be highlighted is how beautiful the town is. Correct. I mean, we, we could fly in the, the, the uh, idea I come up with where you, you could actually fly to up Market Street and you could get a picture of uh, the courthouse and then you can spin around or bring it across the bridge like you're coming into town. And mm-hmm. uh, I just I, I have a ton of ideas and I started jotting them down and I want to go back to, you know, talk with Justin down at BS Outfitters and say, hey, what are you thinking? This is what yeah. I'm thinking. And, you know, nothing's too big or too small for that idea uh, where we could come up through the park and we could cover the marina and we could whatever. I mean, get a good night where the kids are out in Wayland Park playing basketball and, you know, kind of fly that over there that shows, you know, yeah. there's things here to do. There's things here for your families to do. And with the grant they're trying to put into Wayland Park, there's going to be a nice park in town. Yeah. And it's, it's a win-win. I didn't know anything about that grant. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Uh, I know very little about it. I can tell you that, but they, <laughs> they did get a grant to, to upgrade some things in Wayland Park. Nice. Uh, to where they, you know, some repairs on the entrances and, and so that it can be locked after the, you know, sunsets and so forth. And to work on the tennis courts and so forth. And ultimately, one of my biggest uh, thoughts down the road, and I kind of started reaching out to try to find out about it, but... I know the Penguins had thrown some uh, grant money towards different areas for deck, deck hockey, hockey yeah. and so forth like that. And I have a few private citizens that were kind of going to start checking on that for me just to kind of help out. And yeah. that's pretty neat whenever you can get the, the citizens themselves to to believe in what you want to do and, and to see that it needs done. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if we, the more folks, like we said earlier, the more folks that we can get to come to our council meetings to communicate not just when there's something bad to communicate, but communicate, hey, can we work on something like this? You get 
you get more volunteerism out of folks. Yep, absolutely. And I think council, for the most part, I mean, anytime we've ever asked, you know, or even the codes officer, hey, is it okay to do this, this? They're like, yes, please. You know, yeah. we just want, we want people to help. They, they, want, they want people to come with ideas and do all those kinds of things because not every, all of us kind of have a little bit of tunnel vision. Right. And then you start having conversation. You're like, wow, didn't even know that was happening. And I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty connected and I had yeah. no idea that was even on the table. So. Uh, that's amazing. That's really great. And, you know, not we have a great council. I mean, we have a lot of folks on council with a, no, a lot of knowledge on, on our municipality. And But folks got to understand, uh, those all, all those folks have a full-time job. Yeah. Just like myself. Right. So you're, you're kind of balancing two things out. And with more help from, the, you know, the community, the more we can get done. And the shameful part about it is you get into the, the, the aspect of the folks that, well, I elected them to do this. Well, that's kind of just like <laughs> sending someone out to fight the lion without any weapon. I mean, that, right. you, you gotta you gotta join together to get the job done. Yeah, and I could see if every council person was like making a full time salary or what. They're not. I yeah. mean, they're just like they're volunteering more than any of the rest of us probably. Correct. It's like same with you. you. You're putting a ton of time out there. So, um, you know, I I commend you for what you guys are trying to do. I can see the direction changing. I can see the mindset changing of the whole city and. Uh, to me, that's that's amazing. It is. Um, that's the first step, and like you said, tax base, all that kind of stuff. That's gonna that's gonna be a, a elephant to eat. But <laughs> right. and, and what folks don't realize is, is the more folks we get into into town to to take up residency to you know take some of the tax burden away. That's whenever you can balance out and you can do something about taxes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as it keeps going down, you you get to that that point where you start pulling away from things and start worrying about, you know, whether you're going to make both ends meet. Then. Right. So. Yeah, we don't want to get to the situation where you're like, can we have a police force still yeah. or can we still have borough workers or, you know, right. you don't want to get to that point. So I think we're right at the, we're right at that pivot point where, and this is nothing against New Kensington, but we can either become, like you said, you know, Millvale, Lawrenceville, or we can become New Kensington. And I, right. you know, I for one, it's a pretty clear choice for me. So, right, right. <laughs> uh, which way to go? And um, so, yeah, okay. But, but cool. as far as recruiting the young families in, I think the yeah. key to that is just kind of selling our town and and showing people, you know, we are the next best thing to Pittsburgh, right. and that's what we want to see. And you know, with the development going on in the uh, the Sarver area, a lot of those folks are. You start to see a little bit of a push. Mm-hmm. North and it's going to take years to do that. Where, you know, maybe for the economic development to be pushing that far up, maybe we can actually do something to get the the residency, right. the, the the vacant houses taken up. Yeah, and I look at my generation. I mean, I'm considered like an old millennial, basically. I'm on the upper end of the millennial generation, uh, but I think that whole generation they don't really care about the the flashy stuff. Mm-hmm. They just want like a a nice place to have good experiences. And I think Kadanning really fits the bill. I mean, if I you're do. talking about the park, you're, you're close to nature. Um, you know, you're a couple couple nice businesses downtown from having a nice full market street. Um, hopefully retail, that kind of thing. But um, that's maybe a different conversation. But I just think there's so much opportunity here for, for a young person that's like a go-getter that really wants to make a make a place for themselves. I think Kadanning is an awesome place for that. So. Yeah, my biggest dream some days coming down in an evening and sitting outside on a sidewalk uh, uh, 
table to where you know we have the exterior tables kind of like you see on the north side yep. of pittsburgh I, I i think that would be be awesome yeah uh, and I, I think well right now you we can get on uh to the pizza shop down at bugsy's he has that uh small uh, garden to the yeah the uh, north end of his building which is nice we get on there and different nights we'll sit out there on a nice evening but I think the more we can see that, I'm, I kind of keep throwing that idea to the fellow at Yamato because that's more like one of my second best restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. So. I'm going there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if you had to, like places like Dizzy Lizzie's had a couple yeah. tables outside, outside and you can grab a coffee in the evening or yeah. a place that had coffee and ice cream and I can get coffee and my wife can get ice cream and we can yeah. go for a walk downtown under the beautiful new lights, you know? Yeah. I'm totally with you. I would love to see that kind of thing happen again. I don't I don't think we're that far away from that. I don't that. think so. Just, just a couple little tweaks yep. here and there. We're going to get that uh, that first setting. And once once it seems like once one business does it, the other one says, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I think we're going to do that. We're going to try that too. So I think if someone tries it, they'll make money at it. Oh, yeah. That'll be the, yeah. that's the key. <laughs> so, all right. Well, James Pete, uh, James Pete asked online, he said, um, what's your favorite part of our town? It's a tough hmm. one. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I shouldn't say like, I love the whole town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimately, not just because I'm from there, but uh, Wick City. I mean, there, there's just, there's so much history up there that a lot of folks, and even myself, don't don't even mm-hmm. know the tip of the iceberg. I mean, yeah. from, from Wick China to, you know, the Drexel Brick, you know, refractories in the brickyard up there to the way that the trolley used to come right up through the center of town and the... Uh, Wick City Saloon, the, the, the way the front of that building used to look, and the mm-hmm. furniture store used to be up there. and It's just huge. And I, I just think that's pretty much one of my favorites because I, you know, I, I, I looked back through some of the history books, some of the, the pictures and everything. Uh, Pete Harmon's been up at our fire station and looked through some of our old photos and, and so forth. That's got to be ultimately probably my favorite part of the town. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of history in the, you know, in the, you know, main section of town but i i kind of got a side with the residents <laughs> yeah i like wick city too obviously and that's where the church is i know that's where your church is at mm-hmm. too so it's like well i guess our church isn't technically in wick city but we're we're up that way yeah. and um i didn't know there was a trolley so like woodward avenue or avenue was a trolley yeah, went through there come up through and went up past the uh the fire stations up towards the northern end of town that's really cool and then you know, even whenever you get back far to where the whenever the rails used to run through town I, mm-hmm. You know, it used to be remarkable just to, to hear the trains come up through, and I'm a, I'm a train buff myself. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoy that, and, uh, you know, seeing the old train station still there at the corner of uh, Reynolds and North Grand, it's just, those buildings there just, they, they bring back the memories of, of, you know, the town and what it used to be and so forth, and I think the, the Mr. Sloop uh, always kind of throws some of those pictures out on Facebook of, yeah. of various stuff through town, and I, I just think that... That needs to even be brought into a selling point of current containing with the way it used to be. And I think it, it would mesh everything together for everybody. You're giving me so many video ideas right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Wick City, I, everyone that I talked to, that there's a lot of people that used to live in Wick City mm-hmm. that now live out of town. And um, every time we talk about summer service somebody and they, they see a video online and they're always like, you know, I'm so glad. I love Wick City so much, and I want to see Wick City thrive again. And um, I think, I think uh, there's a major opportunity there. You look at that old furniture building. Yep. Um, I mean, 
that building could be amazing um, yeah. to put a little set of shops in there or a little market or something for there, just fresh food market or something. I mean, it'd be and, really great. And what's remarkable about the city, you know, the Wick City is whenever uh, you've had some of the videos on or whenever, you know, someone asks, uh, where do you live? Or you get into talking to somebody, they always say, well, that's the old Walker house or that's the old <laughs> it, it, they don't really ac- recognize the the address. Mm-hmm. They recognize who lived there, and that's yep. that's what's neat about a small town. That's a testament to that to that neighborhood because yeah. it is like that. A lot of people are like, "Oh, my teacher used to live there," and "Oh yeah," and this guy, you know, he used to own the gas station, and it's just like really neat. Um, and there's a lot of that. And if we don't capture that now, yeah. thirty and, years from now, it's that's going to be. And, and gone. what's remarkable? It seemed like. You know, you used to start at one end of town, and you could go up through. And uh, we we uh, had taken one night just kind of having fun around a fire station, naming all the the small markets that used to be up through there. You, every two and a half blocks, you used to have a, a small market to where a, an individual had you go in there and buy ice cream or milk or bread or what have you. And yeah, that's all that's gone. Right. So, but that that was pretty neat. Have this. Yeah. And I really, you know, I think with the Y moving up there was really huge. And I think, you know, that was kind of like step one for me for Wake City. And now you're seeing um, the Y's getting really active on working with the trail. And then they put that mural up on the yep. saloon. And, um, you know, there's just some little things happening there, like sparks of life. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the high school and what that's all going to turn into. And um, just really excited for that area. And yeah, I think I think there's, there's a lot going on. And, you know, I, I keep hoping the... Uh, dielectric solution uh, that building keeps going I, you know they have a three shifts that work there now yeah and so forth and you know at one time whenever it was uh five rubber and stuff uh, that was just a main main air you know thoroughfare up there for people to be going to work and to see that building not vacant is, is a huge asset to town oh yeah absolutely yeah and i don't know a lot about that business but i know that they're busy they're i know busy. That, yeah so that's a that's a great thing um I think we're coming up at the end. I got one more question for you. Mm-hmm. So we're it's number seven on your list there. When I first moved to Catanning, it was six and a half years ago, um, we were kind of shocked because we we kind of fell in love with the city before we ever talked to anybody. <laughs> yeah, we just came here and um, I proposed to my wife at Buttermilk Falls. Like so, we kind of we were like, yeah, you know, we loved it here already. Yeah. We had ties here um, before we even had ties here, and so. We, when we started talking to people, once I started the business, I was shocked at how negative people were. Um, now, I don't think people are as negative now as they were even six years ago, but we talked about mindset a little bit earlier and how powerful that is, and I think that power runs in both directions. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have a negative mindset, you're going to run down a negative right. direction. You have a positive mindset, you're going to run down a positive. So I just want to ask you, you know, what's your mindset about the city's direction as it stands here in 2018, and what would you say to those people on the other side of wherever you're at? Uh, I got a, a huge positive mindset of where we can take our town. Uh, the aspect of, and, and like I said before, to get the people to believe in what you want to do is the toughest thing. Mm-hmm. You, you can never motivate someone that can't be motivated. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's a tough thing. Uh, it's so but true. I, I think <laughs> I think with the the positive feeds that folks see. Um, We'll revert back to even a summer serve with the positive that they see that those folks and the, the, just to have everybody in the shirts like mm-hmm. you folks do, that actually meshes it even more. But having more people see stuff like that going on, uh, that's one of the reasons I, I took uh, 
the job on to try to to work with the trail to clean it up on North Grand Avenue. Whenever I had to take back your community meeting back, uh, I think it was in February, we had over 100 residents come in there just to talk about the drug problems we're having in town and how we can correct it. And yeah. that was identified as one of the areas that there was some heavy trafficking and also some usage going on. So with cleaning it out, to hear that, you know, not to pat anybody on the back, myself or anybody else that was up there working, but to hear the the positive communication after that was done, to me that was almost a mindset thinking, well, if we can do more of this, we can start winning more of these people over. Yeah, you got and, it. And, you know, with what uh, Mr. Kilmeyer done down in the park. Yeah. You know, hearing the positive of that, I think as we keep rolling uh, and every quarter, uh, you know, I was telling my fiance the other day, I said, you know, next year, every quarter, I want to come up with some kind of a project. Yeah. And she says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I'm there for you. So I appreciate that. But I think if we can do something like that and get the, you know, cooperation with not only the people in town, get the cooperation uh, with the folks at... Uh, in our fire departments, our police department, our public works. Whenever people see volunteers come out from those entities, yeah, they that that speaks volumes. Absolutely. Whether it be from them, whether it be from our local churches, whether it be from our local businesses, and every project project I've seen us work on so far, there's been, there there has been uh, representation from those areas of the, the you know the public, and I think that's important. Yeah. And I think that will help motivate those folks that aren't very easily motivated or won't, you know, can't swing them. And I think afterwards, you know, we're going to have more naysayers than we do believers. And that's, that's where I want to go with it. Yeah. And that's, what I, that's, what I think too, um, you know, to get to the question, uh, I think you answered it great. Um, just to give my take on it. You know, people always talk of negative about council or about the government or about the police force. And it's awesome to have, like a project like that completed, the one that you led and um, and Joe Kilmeyer, because then I get to point and they're like, you know, if someone says, oh, they don't care about the town, they only care about blah blah blah, and they don't even know anybody, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're talking about people they don't have any relationship with, they don't know anything about them, they don't follow the news, that they, they just have a negative mindset, period, and to be able to point to it and say, hey, you know what, Scott Davis and Joe Kilmeyer were down in the park doing that, and Mayor Klein was down there on the trail, uh, working his tail off, and the chief Matthews was there that day with a chainsaw. Like he worked his tail off all day too. And it's like, you know what? These are people that are leading us that I'm proud to be led by. You know, they're out there working, they're out there doing, they're out there really uh, trying to make a difference. They're not just talking about it. They're actually like getting their hands dirty and getting into it. And so that's for me, I'm obviously extraordinarily positive about the future of the city. And when I look Stop. When I talk to people about negative stuff, I used to just be able to say, well, it could, it could, it could. And now I get to point and say, well, no, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And so it's really powerful then because then they don't have anything to say to that. Right. And and you do win them over over time. And you say, well, they're doing it. So why don't, why don't you come out and help out a little bit too? <laughs> and, and I think another thing that helps sell it a lot is, you know, the, the videos that you know, the greatest city in the world. Yeah. You know, I think, Everybody you talk to now, I, and I, I've been kind of trying the waters with it, say, hey, did you see any of Andrew's videos? And some of the people say, no, I haven't. We'll see one. You know, yeah. Take a look at one. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, <laughs> now I, I, the more people I see and, you know, whenever we're talking about them, 
you know, they said, hey, did you watch that? <laughs> it's kind of a two-way street now. And, and I, I got that going on with some of the guys at the station. And, you know, the positive of that is actually going to help things too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's baby steps. It's not just yeah. one thing. It's going to be a, a multitude of things that are going to equal one really, really great turnaround for our great little city. I, I think, we, like you say, we're going in the right direction. Amen, my friend. We're going in the right direction. Well, I, I think this has been really good. I did. I enjoyed it. I you want to do it. this again sometime? Sure. We'll, yeah. like, sit down with the city budget next time since you want to do that. Ooh. <laughs> That'd I can be bring scary. Some, I can bring some help with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, right. I, I think it would be great to even, you know, include, uh, you know, like see if one of the, the you know the street superintendent or you know Chief Matthews or yeah or anything like that even you know Chief Matthews on my short list I got yeah. Scott Davis has agreed to come yeah. so I have a couple city council people on my list to, to have interviews with and um, yeah if you have any other ones that you could point me yeah. to I think that'd be great not a problem they'll see this one and they'll be like I want to do that <laughs> <laughs> not a problem all right well God bless you my friend I Thank appreciate you. you coming being the first one and uh, from the greatest city in the world Mayor Scott Klein. This is Andrew. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it.